Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to a full episode. Sort of, of wrestling around, uh, which has been the first one in a long time. We're doing WCW Spring Stampede 998. Um, it's just me and Aaron, but as you will notice, that in the uh, original, um, well, the, the new show that we've done tonight, I, I didn't do the intro very well. So, Aaron, um, as it was your birthday recently as well, I thought you were a man deserving of an introduction. Um, so, a friend of mine is going to do the introduction for us. Hello, Lou. Hello, Aaron. Tony Chimmel here, the GOAT of ring announcers. Thank you, Lou, for ordering this cameo, or as we know it, a Chimio. And of course, this Chimio is for our friend Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. I heard I hear that you're turning 32. Oh boy, that was many, many years ago for me. But happy 32nd birthday to you, and my little gift to you is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the world-renowned Corvette driving, world-class wrestling journalist, and a super nice guy, Aaron Michael Franklin. Brilliant. Happy birthday, Aaron. Many, many more. Good luck to you in the future. Good luck with your Corvette driving. Stay healthy there. And good to hear that you're a wrestling journalist. Thank you. Supportive of your career as well as uh, a well, great intro. That's um, fantastic. Fantastic right, intro, yeah. So I think what we need to say is actually uh, last week's episode was in fact Ross's last episode um, of <laughs> Wrestling Around. He's done now. Harry's <laughs> out as well. There'll be no that- more. No more, no more shoddy intros. If anything, I think we should just clip that up out and just play it every time, every yeah, time think, you enter. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that's just taking. She's taking it to a whole new level, aren't it? Yeah. Or if he wants, Ross can can do the voice as well. Um, not that I don't think you're a super nice guy, but I think he really just likes saying super because that part wasn't part of the script. That <laughs> I gave him, he, just, he went a bit off piece there. But yeah, just add ad lib. Yeah, a bit, a bit more pizzazz. I guess that's Tony Schimmel's whole thing. Is He's really, on his cameo page, he's basically based his whole career around the Edge introduction now. <laughs> that's like, that is Tony Schimmel's career now. 
is is that but i thought it was fantastic so yeah thanks thanks tony um yeah obviously you. be safe aaron and you cover it yeah i wonder if he drives to call it might do i reckon so i reckon you'll you'll turn up on time and meet um well he's the announcer uh, at yeah. one of these um but he, he was more supportive than gilberg if you're wrestling journalism I thought Gilberg was a bit skeptical when we got to that. Yeah, Gilberg don't like wrestling journalists, does he? No, but obviously Tony Chimmel, um, big fan. Mm. If we, I reckon we could get him on a show. That's going to be my next, my next thing. I'll <laughs> do it live every time. <laughs> I'll pay him a five every time to just come on the show, just to do the announcement and leave again. But, but yeah, so Ross is out. He's no longer allowed to do Aaron's intro. It will from now on be uh, Tony Chimmel. Which is probably against Cameo's turn of service, but there you go. Um, so, Aaron, how how are you? I'm very well, after, especially after that uh, lovely intro. Yeah, lovely. Did you have a nice birthday? It was a while ago now, but this is oh, the it's... first time I've recorded since your birthday. Yeah. No, no, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, sure. it was, yeah it's been sitting on my inbox for a long time. <laughs> but, um... got, to the, got to the age now where I just wet my birthday. Just... Yes, yeah, yeah. Nothing happens anyway, does it? Did you get cake? Nah. Did, did anyone bring in? Yeah. Or do you have to bring in your own? No, I didn't bring my own. Okay, so... that's good. Yeah. In my office, yeah. I actually got two cakes. Got a cake on the uh, on the day before my birthday as well. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I was spoiled. Really sorted you out. Um, mm. That's good. Good stuff. Glad to hear you had a good birthday. Um, yeah. So it's the the old the old man of wrestling around. <laughs> the guys doing the podcast today. Yeah. Um, the only two. Oh, I did. I did. I teased everyone with a, a bad this story. Um, you did. Oh, you said. So obviously, as everyone knows. Um, have a guess. See if you can. Uh, um, so obviously we've had the pi- we've had the pigeons. Obviously, yeah. you've said that it's it's a step up from the pigeons. It sure, it sure so, is. So what I'm imagining now is, and, and this is why he's been absent on the show, is Terry Peters turned up in your garden in a pigeon costume. Yeah, just laying eggs. He's just yeah. there. It's right now. He's in a flap. Um, but then no, he gets a- ch- chased off by a cat. Yeah, Terry Peters. Uh, yeah, we could just chase him off by a big predator or something like a big eagle <laughs> to chase off. Terry. That's what we need to do at some point. I don't think it'll be there'll be no context to it whatsoever. But one episode, Terry Peters does does falconry. I just, I just maybe mm-hmm. maybe stack do. Maybe that's what we do instead of the current plans. Bridge UK based one, we just take him to a castle, and we we haven't got some falconry. Um, yeah, anyway, so if I say he would, he would show himself. But yeah, so um, obviously I had the pigeons nest. Um, I think they've flown off now. Um, and obviously I've been doing a lot of gardening recently, tying up the mm-hmm. garden. Um, mm-hmm. Long story short, there's a fucking duck now in the garden that's, that's nested. <laughs> so <laughs> we've moved on from the pigeons. <laughs> Where Whereabouts is it nested? So you know my front garden? It's it's very small. It's only about a foot yeah. deep. It's not not a big one. Um, yeah. It's nestled itself right under a tree in there. So I was tidying up the front garden. I was going to take that out. Take a few trees out of there. Um yeah, there's a, a duck that's... I, at first, I couldn't work out if it was nesting or not, um, but I've done a long... Obviously, you know you know me, I, I like to do my research on, my, on the birds that are here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's there. It could be there for about 28 days. Um, but did you know that a mallard um, basically uh, gets... The male mallard gets the female pregnant and then leaves. Just just leaves. That's, that's what huh? they do. Um, yeah, and, and trigger warning for this next bit. But after that, right? So when it's a big group of ducks like this one, um, mm. the 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 male gets the female pregnant, leaves. She has to build her own nest. She has to, you know, 
sit on the eggs for 28 days. Um, yeah. And then at one point, she will then lead them to the water. Because I, I do live near a river, not next to one, but mm-hmm. near enough one, so that's safe. Uh, the males, they've they've got the the partners pregnant, so they leave them at that point, which is just you know you think ducks are these cute little animals, they leave the partners, and then after that they just go around ripping. <laughs> that's that's what a male mallard does, right? Yeah, it basically it's that horny, but it's 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 partners like dude, we've, I'm pregnant, I, I I'm trying to raise these eggs, so it just goes around ripping them birds basically. <laughs> <laughs> That is the story of a mallard. That's well. Sounds like yeah. you're going to be the father of some ducks. Yeah, I, I really want to. So apparently, when the they'll, they'll literally she'll she'll lay them all and then just walk off, mm. carry them, take them all to the water. I want to be there. I want to be around. Yeah, but have to make sure they cross the road safely. Yeah, well, they don't have to cross the road. Luckily, it's all left hands. <laughs> oh. down to the down to the river, so it's ideal. I did have to chase off a pair of ducks from in front of a van the other night, the other week. So it may, it may be the same duck. Actually, um, but yeah, to find this information, I've um, accidentally signed up to the the British Ophthalmology um, Society. Now I'm now I'm not a fully fledged member, <laughs> but so I was doing I was doing my research, and Somebody's I thought it was sick. research. Yes, hey, that's a, <laughs> a niche reference that that nobody will will get. Um, but no, this um, actually, I'm not going to make a because that's been in the news recently. I'm not going to make a joke about that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's not that type of podcast yet. Uh, until we get Joe Rogan on. But uh, um, I've yeah, done, more, done more research on on the ducks. Um, I thought I had bird flu at one point, so I was going to report it for bird flu because it was heavy breathing. Right. But having done further research, I believe that's because it was uh, it was laying an egg at the time. Right. Okay. So it's, it was doing yeah. a lot of movement, obviously, because it had to. Yeah, get the get the egg out. One a day for twelve days. Well, that's a lot oh, of hard work. Oh, that's it? a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of duck. That's a lot of duck eggs. Um, so yeah, that's in the front garden. It's only a foot deep. Um, but the wonders of moving to the countryside, and I say the countryside is the suburbs. It's not exactly a remote village that I'm living in, is it? But um, yeah, yeah, the wonders of living out here. I never had to deal with this when I was in the flat. So so yeah, the pigeons are out. Uh, the ducks are in, so an upgrade, I think. Yeah, that's definitely an upgrade. Ducks are quite cool, aren't they? Yeah. I can I can still hear the pigeons, but I've got a, I've got a wooden whacking stick now. Um, so every time I notice like the slight flutter, which has been when it's been windy, it's been confused as hell in that bush before I remove it. I've just been whacking the whacking the bush. <laughs> just the just imagine like some like crazy like some sort of crazy old man just opening your door with your walking stick and just. Weird that is that is basically what it is. I'm just literally my the, the the house behind me will just see me every now and again appear from the door, <laughs> pick up a stick that's just laid next to the door, <laughs> whack a bush, and go, <laughs> and go back in. That's literally because I took out well, a tree at the back as well because I'm gonna I'm gonna put it with some bigger trees. But at the moment they've just got a clear view into my garden mm. while I'm in the midst of doing this, so they literally just get a full view of me going out whacking a bush and going back in. But Got to keep the pigeons away until I've got room or brown bin to fit that tree in. That's that's the only oh, reason I've delayed it at the moment. So I'm like a year in of uh, cutting up yeah. con- conifers and putting oh. them in my uh, green bin. Yeah, yeah down to the problem. down just down to the big brand big yeah trunk now. Well, I could I could take them to Tiff, but I don't want to ruin my new car, so yeah. I'll be using it for nothing. <laughs> so I, yeah. I didn't even take it to the shops there. I walked because I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to risk it. <laughs> so, I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys. Just, Constantly wiping the bonnet. 
uh, taking the bad shit off and, and not driving it anywhere. Um, but just making sure I'm on the scene with it. But um, but yeah, so that's the that's Lou's avian story. So I'm, I'm at this point now. I'm an expert in pigeons and ducks. So I think by bedding around, uh, mm. could be we might do a special one. I thought over the summer special actually. Um, speaking of which, I am planning a summer special one just to get Terry to appear on this podcast again because he seems to have just left us. Um, yeah. So we're going to try and draw him back in with another AI special. Um, yes. And it's just going to be a summer special. That's the when, big occasion. When, when's that coming? So I don't think I'll have time for next week. So if we say like the first episode, oh no, first episode of July, let's say mid-July, because we obviously, we're, we're, I'm assuming we'll cover money in the bank first week of July. So the week after that. Yeah. Um, which, probably, which probably won't be the week after that week. It'll probably be the week after. Yeah. Let's, so uh, Terry, uh, Terry Stagg. Oh, slash, fuck, fuck me. Slash. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Oh, I know, I know. No, on. no, no. Yeah, it'll be the second week because that's the third week, isn't it? Oh, no, it will be that week actually because it'll be the. No, no, Terry Stagdu is on the 15th. So it'll be the 12th before it. Yeah. Right, with you. Excellent. Yeah, ideal. That's that's okay. what we're going to do. It. That's, a, no, no, that's an exclusive that not even. I didn't even know that was happening until I just said it. Aaron knows now. Uh, Ross, mm-hmm. if he gets in, if Ross has internet at that point, um, should mention that Ross has obviously fallen on hard times and has had to give up the internet. Um, yeah, cost of living crisis has yeah, hit him hard. It's it's really hit him hard. So, so Ross is um, he's been communicating to us through through letters. I should know letters are too expensive, and I'd rather rather pay for internet. Uh, uh, at this point, me, but, me and Ross have got um, just two old, um, plastic cups, and we're just on a piece of string. Yeah, all the way maybe from Castle. Remember the pigeons I've been chasing away have actually been dropping messages up <laughs> from Ross at some point. He's like, yeah, I'm ready tonight. We'll do it, we'll do it tonight by, by a carrier pigeon. Uh, but yeah, no, Ross is internetless at the moment. Uh, Terry's, I assume, doing bits um, tonight, and that's why he's not here. Yeah. It is a, it is a Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we're here to do... I was going to say Clash at the Castle. We're not here to do Clash at the Castle. Because Ross still hasn't watched it. We're here to do Spring Stampede 1998. Um, or as I like to call it, the, the dregs of, of the HWS storyline now, I think, at this point. It's, it's safe to say it's past its solo date. And we should also forewarn people, I think, I, it's not even an exaggeration to say that we've possibly watched this, at least started watching it in maybe May. Um, definitely two weeks ago, yes. at least. It's been a while. I don't think Ross has watched it. If he has, I'm sorry, Ross. We've kind of we're winging the show without you. Terry, I'm not I'm saying sure. He read the message. He didn't. He didn't dispute the fact that we're going to do this tonight. So I'm assuming that he's not watched it. So we're going to try and do Spring Stampede 1998 um, that we watched two weeks ago. So I've got a review coming up. So thank you to RetroProWrestling.com for providing the review that you were in 2018. Um. And here we go. They, they've been very complimentary. They say this is as good as it gets in North American wrestling. So yeah. Overall, it looks like Dave Meltzer quite enjoyed this. Did he enjoy it as well? Bloody hell. Okay. Remember, we, I thought it was okay, I would say. I think maybe it was better in ring. That's what Dave likes. Mm. Storyline-wise, it's it's lost at this point, in my opinion. Uh, it's 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 too far gone yeah. now. Well, now. Now we're just powering through. Um, we've got like two years to go until the good stuff. Yes, to the, the Norman Smiley uh, yeah. era and the, <laughs> the Ralphus era. So, 
Yeah, it's weird at this point because I think WCW is still a lot more popular than WWE at this point, but yes. I'd say quality-wise, it was WWE is a kind of stretch ahead. So we're at Spring Stampede, um, 1998, at the Denver Coliseum in Surprise, uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, it's a defunct venue now. So I don't have to do the menu. No, probably eating some burgers uh, and stuff. Yeah, it's been replaced by the Pepsi Center. So I'm assuming, I think, it's, I don't think Pepsi is the, I don't know is the home of Pepsi. I think it's Carolina. But I'm assuming they're having a good Pepsi, having a good time there. Um, I gather that Denver Sports as a whole were doing pretty well at this point because that was referenced a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Except for the Denver Nuggets, who were terrible at this point, but they have just won the uh, 2023 NBA. So. Congrats to the Denver Nuggets. The, the family, they were motivated by watching this pay-per-view and went to win the NBA Finals. Um, so, yeah, it's as good as it got, uh, according to RetroProWrestling.com. Um, so, let's see what happens. And a bit of background, because um, obviously we missed Uncensored 98 because we did that last year. So, we've not done yeah. that episode and we skipped it. But that was headlined by Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. We're starting to see tension in the NWR now. Um I guess there's a lot of parallels in some ways to the Bloodline storyline, and that you've had this head head figure who's been untouchable at the top, and all of a sudden his authority is being questioned now mm-hmm. by a couple of people. Like if you've not got the title, um, why are you here, basically? And then obviously yeah. Hogan's question is, you know, fuck you guys. Like the title's all about me. It's like I'm the only guy in in the NWO who can hold the title. Basically, I think is the argument he's making. So he's yeah. unhappy. Yes. That other people are going for the title. Obviously, we saw Scott Hall challenge and lose to Sting um, last time. And obviously, did Randy Savage beat Hogan? I don't sense in that. That feels uh-huh. like research I should have done. I can't <laughs> so remember. Uh, let me quickly check that before we move on because I feel like that's important important context to this pay per view. I remember it being a terrible. No, I ended in no context, of course. No contest, of course, he did. So I would assume that Randy Savage was meant to win and then it didn't work for Hogan, and that's how yeah. was in our contest in that one. All these uh, creative claws, yes, and all the yes, the stinger beat uh, beat Scott Hall for the, the world heavyweight championship. So he's defending the title now, obviously, won in the last WCW paper that we covered, which was Super Bowl. Um, mm. So right at the start of the show, they announced Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and Bobby Bernahine. And what's your thoughts on this commentary team? I don't mind them. Yeah, it's um good for Tanay to get out there the entire time. Yeah. I think. There's just not as much um nonsense as you got with Dusty. It was, yeah. yeah. I do miss I, the big dust. Yeah, I feel like Brain's character is really weird here because he's a heel, but also he's dead against the NWO like everyone is. So it's kind of... Mm-hmm. It's hard to wait. Sometimes he, he slips into heel mode. There's like, wait a minute, no, this guy's in the end of the sucks. And then I, I feel like his character's a little bit lost at this yeah. point. So. I know some of you guys don't really like um, Tanae, but I, I, I've i always quite liked him because I yeah. used to watch all the TNA stuff back yeah. in the day. Well, I, so. I think I'm much prefer in this role than I did as a full on commentator, as a full play by play. Yeah, I think he's better as an analyst, really. He just turns up with the facts. Yeah. Um, it's very sports like. Uh, role for him um, and then we move on to the first one so we have uh, Saturn versus Goldberg um, <laughs> what was that going to say what was that going to say yeah so Goldberg at this point is 73 and 0 
Um, Tanea says they're all squash matches, um, but that's ignoring, of course, Aaron, the, the first Mongo match. Yeah. Stack at 997, which was, uh, you know, someone argue that Manga, Manga, <laughs> Manga uh, nearly won it, nearly, nearly stole it. Uh, yeah, well, how did different the, wrestling would have been if Mongo had won that match? Yeah, well, you know, if it had, if it had actually killed Goldberg the week before, and yeah. attacked him backstage, my, my Vatsim would have been Mongo. Taking on, yeah. The, uh, yeah. taking on the yeah, uh, taking on the undefeated streak. Yeah, and then years to come, we would have seen Mongo beating the fiend at Saudi Arabia. It'd be a yeah. very different. different and then show. Ryback, and then Ryback would be crying for a match against Mongo. Yeah. Yes, which is, I think everyone would want to see. Yeah, really. yeah. There'd be a lot of people saying that when they're like, "Oh, former pro footballers, well, we need to see Roman Reigns versus Mongo." <laughs> How different the future could have been. Um, so the story here is that Goldberg is going to challenge the US champion the next night on Nitro, which is sort of but not Raven at this point, because Raven has the title, but he's not the champion yet. Uh, champion's still DDP. Right, okay. At this point, but Raven's just stole the title, basically. Um, so Goldberg's going through a member of the flock before he gets on to the, the big match on, on Nitro, which is how WCW used to do these things back in the day. Um mm-hmm. Logical. This wasn't really a squash, but Goldberg did win in the end. I thought this was an all right match. Yeah, it was. I don't say they were. They went pushing Saturn through this, but they they made him look a lot better than most of Goldberg's opponents because again, it wasn't a squash match, so it was. Yeah, he did dominate for like the first minute, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe two, maybe even be generous three minutes. Yeah, and then the flock got involved, and he got a bit yeah. over him on him there. Yeah. So they started to bring in a bit of jeopardy, I think, possibly for the first time since the the Mongo match that we referenced. Yeah. And I'm assuming the, the Regal match hasn't happened yet. But um, no, I don't think so. But in the end, Hogan wins it pretty, pretty handsomely. And obviously, sat and saw this and thought, "I'm going to have to steal that guy's look. That's the only way I'm going to be able to compete with him mm-hmm. going forwards." Um, but yeah, yeah. So not a lot to it. It was a bit more competitive than normal um, for Goldberg. But I, this was really setting up. The Monday Night Nitro match, which I guess in this day is the Monday Night Wars, wasn't it? I think WCW especially really focused on the Monday shows rather than the pay per view yeah. sometimes. Yeah. With this. And I believe, uh, obviously, Goldberg goes on to win the title the next night, and that starts his, his first title run. Um, right, okay. United States champion. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess we'll get to the important star ratings. Yeah, so I'm. I'm... First time I've I've pulled done both star ratings. Of course, yeah. We know we have to have it for a got profile DB up on my phone. Yep. Um just wanna just wanna note something that it says on, on the web page, which I think is absolute slander. Mm-hmm. Um it says match ratings listed above are from Dave Meltzer's highly respected wrestling observing newsletter. Highly respected. Well, they could pick any. They could pick any written. Yeah. And this is this is the written they choose to pick. Yeah. This is yeah. outrageous. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Dave Meltzer rated this one and a half, one which half. I think is a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. I'm happy to give that two stars. Two stars. Yeah. So you go fast to say that Dave Meltzer is wrong. Yeah. There. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Just, um, two stars, yeah, I think that was right. There wasn't a lot that happened, but I feel like anything below two 
you're saying it's a bad match, Annie. I don't think it's yeah. a bad match. It was just yeah. an A match, really. It, it served its purpose, which was just to get Goldberg to over. get Goldberg over and, and get, get rid of shit himself a little bit by yeah. you know his, his main flock when we've been defeated easily. Basically, so so yeah, that was that. Um, and then next up, um, Chavo Guerrero with Eddie Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. Um, I actually really enjoyed the story in this one. Yeah, I actually, I, me this too. is one I I do remember from it. Basically, I wish they opened with this. What's yeah. happened to the BCW? They used to open with either a tag match or a cruiserweight yeah, match, or just some sort of like lucha exhibition match or oh. something along those lines. Yeah, it's a bit. Um, they kind of yeah, they've kind of gone off that, haven't they? I guess like maybe at this point people just want to see Goldberg be up dudes. Maybe that's just as exciting to them as the the lucha guys were. Um, yeah, maybe back in the day, I'm not sure. Because at least with these, this is a lucha match, but it's got a bit of story behind it rather than just a lot of, of flips in that. Mm-hmm. The story is basically that like Chavo's kind of Eddie's bitch, basically, and, and yeah. Eddie's kind of you know if he wins, then he's kind of going to leave him alone a little bit. But if he if he loses, then he's going to be like he's going to double down on his his harshness, basically, and kind of he's like disappointed uncle. Is it the uncle and nephew? That's the relationship, right, between these two guys. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Eddie made Ultimate this match. Was, yeah, he, kind of Ultimate Dragon was just there, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really liked how Chava wanted to do things the right way. So mm-hmm. it was Eddie was getting absolutely livid at Chava for not cheating, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was really good. What were, your, what were your thoughts on this match? Highlight was uh, just when Eddie kept putting the towel over his head and turning his back to the ring. Yes, yeah, just looking absolutely ashamed of his, yeah. of his nephew. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I thought it was really cool. I was just kind of... Yeah, it was kind of that white meat baby face, which is, is rare to see Chavo in now because he's kind of been an annoying heel for like yeah. 90% of his career. Yeah. Um, but in this match, I mean, I've never really rated Chavo, but watching this match, he, mm-hmm. he's he's very good in the ring, especially considering he's in the ring with a, a vet in regards to Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thought he looks very good. Yeah. No, I thought he really held his own. I thought mm-hmm. he was... Um, it was a good say. It was a good luchador match, lucha style match, but it had a bit of story behind it as well, which I think helped. Yes. Yeah, and it was really good. And I think we're starting to really see Eddie Guerrero's personality now, like a lot more in the last couple of months. I think that's kind of a. Yeah. I know we're kind of doing this to follow the NWO storyline, but I think like seeing the, the image of the radicals, I guess, really mm-hmm. um, come through at the same time is is pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, Dave Dave Melson really liked this match. That doesn't surprise me at all. What did he give? Um... Four stars. Four stars. Hell, Dave. Yeah. Dave. David. 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 Is um. Yeah, I'd I'd love to get in the head of Dave Meltzer's written. Yeah, Not that so... I didn't think it was four stars, but I thought that's very. I well, I don't know. Let's let's go with the proper range. I I, I, I oh. might give my opinion if I dissent. You know, I'm at three and a half. Yeah. I, I was going to really go three, really, because it's slightly above average. I thought like it's yeah. it's a good match and it's well wrestled, but four stars to me would be that's the sort of thing he gives like WWE main events now. <laughs> yeah, it really Which, is. It, you know, it just doesn't make sense, does it? Like a lot of it, he says is based on the crowd reaction, which obviously we, you know, the famous example is Rock and Hug, and he doesn't believe that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think Dave is just away with the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like you know, 
Yeah, he, he likes his style, but I don't. That can't be based off crowd reaction at all. I, I mean, think the crowd were hot for it, but they weren't yeah. blown away. I think a lot of the time, Dave just gives it a star rating just so he gets beef. Yeah. Online. Yeah. No, I think a lot of it is that. I think he gives he gets more if he gave normal star rings that everyone agreed with, no one would talk about him. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost a way of promoting himself, isn't it? Really. Yeah. I, I definitely the the amount of. I mean, Roman Reigns has had the record now for four and three quarter matches. Star matches because he seems to get like all the time, really. But I think Dave Meltzer likes the fact he's never given a five star match to like the big, the top WWE guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of his his thing, really. But it's just kind of a, a bit proud. Cat Angle never had a five star match, which is absurd in my opinion. But um, but yeah, it's a good match. And after the match, obviously, so the we should point out the ending, really. Um. So, so Dragon looked to be injured. Chavo tried to take advantage, and then he lost, basically. So when he did, kind of go mm-hmm. to, to Eddie's ways, it, it cost him in the end, basically. Yeah. And now, as a result, uh, he got berated um, by Eddie Guerrero once again. And then we cut quickly to see um, DDP talk to WCW.com. Oh, look, this annoys me, actually, now. I'm just going to go on a slight tangent, because Ross isn't here, and this is the sort of thing he'd do. The website of WCW was WCWWrestling.com, which, okay, that makes sense. But when you think about it, it's World Championship Wrestling Wrestling.com, which is <laughs> the sort of shit I used to get off Terry for Wrestling on Wrestling Federation Week, always wrestling. Um, we're getting very close with WCWWrestling.com. Yeah, well, I suppose it's just double the amount of wrestling in it. Yeah, that's a double, double the action. Maybe that's it, actually. Yeah. Um, because I guess what we should at this point, I don't know if we mentioned it in the context of this, is that Thunder is happening now at the same time. So there's two weekly shows. We probably should have watched the first Thunder. That mm. would have been a good watch slam, but it's too late now. Um, it happened back in February, but but there, that's there now. Um, and here we go then. So next on the line is a no time limit WCW World Television Championship match. Between uh, Booker T and Chris Benoit, so weird to think of it, but two of the young guns at this point, like two of the yeah, the up and comers, the up and comers, yeah, um, two of like, the main guys who should be reaching our next level. They just they can't get past the NWO, and mm-hmm. you know maybe this pay per view kind of encapsulates the NWO's issues um, that it started having at this point, really. Um, so the context behind this is Chris Benoit and Booker T, who was the champion, have had a couple of ten minute time limit draws on Nitro. So the whole idea of this match was no time limits. Um, we need a winner, basically. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Booker T keeps returning the title every time. Um, what did you think of this match? What were your highlights uh, in this match? I'll be honest. Do I remember it? No, neither do I. Um yeah, I know. It, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Right, where Terry's not here to go enjoy it in this one, so I'm going to say, it, right, I know he's dead, and I know kind of. I don't think Chris Benoit is ever that good. I think uh, this is one of the big, the big like he was all right. Yeah, I just don't yeah. enjoy his wrestling style. It's just not for me. Just no. didn't do anything for me. I always remember having the the some of the WF videos on VHS. Yeah, um, and I think there was a couple of them where it was like Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Iron Man, one hour matches. Yeah. Oh my god, how fucking boring. Yeah, they just don't do anything for me. I'm a, I'm a big Kurt Angle fan. Yeah. That's just, no, not for me. Yeah, I think it's like, obviously, te- Chris Benoit is like very, well, was very good technically. Yeah. And that's fine. But I don't think he had anything else to go with it. Like, it's, no. 
he, he wasn't good on the mic. Yeah. Didn't have any charisma. That's it. And it, it's hard now to kind of put Chris Benoit into a normal context because I was, I was going to say, like, I don't like the guy because I've got off for obvious fucking reasons now. But I think even before that, like, when we used to watch pay per views back in the day at Tom's house, we used to fast forward through Benoit's matches, right? This isn't like a, mm-hmm. I'm not saying yeah. anything new yet, but I don't understand like how you'd get invested into his character. Um, it's it's just a bit like, I think he'd thrive now in like AEW or the mid card of WWE. He'd be like a guy who's like, oh, we should push this guy a bit more. But yeah. I don't think really there's anything. Anywhere. Yeah, I don't think there's anything too. I'm surprised he did reach the mountain top in WWE originally. Um, because for me, it's there's just not a lot there. I don't know what his character is. It's just like, hey, he's some angry guy, but yeah. I mean, he does a lot of suplexes. But there's just nothing in there that really hooks me into a, a Chris Benoit mm-hmm. match. Um, so yeah, glad I got that off my chest, really. But yeah, I just don't think he was that good. Um, so I didn't remember a lot of this either, but it ended with a ref bump, basically. Uh, so Chris Benoit got Booker T in the crossface and Booker T tapped out, but the referee had been knocked out. And then by that point, when they both recovered, um, Booker T hit the bookend and, and won the match. So Chris Benoit once again has been screwed out of the, the title, basically. Right, okay. Well, um, And he got really angry, basically, which was his full gimmick mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. So what were the, what were the star ratings for this one? Dave Meltzer give it three and a half. Okay. I don't really remember anything from this match, which when I've looked down the rest of the card, I'm like, oh, I remember that match, remember that yeah. match. Which means it can't have stood out that much. So I'm going to go two, two stars. Yeah, two, yeah, down the middle, just a bit, just a bit lower. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought Meltzer would give it high just because of the participants. Yeah. Anything else? I felt like Benoit was a four star standard. So maybe that's a, a bad match for um, Benoit standards if you. Yeah. Think of the way he grades it on a curve. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it's very nondescript. And the review here from RetroProWrestling.com says basically the feud wasn't over. Is this what leads to the best of seven series? So they definitely, I know they had one on SmackDown, but that was a repeat of one they had in WCW, wasn't it? I think it might be. It must be. I was sure it's for the US title both times. So it must be that. So if you did enjoy that sort of thing, uh, you've got seven more. <laughs> That's the curve. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that even more. Um, okay, this match I remember now. Um, this is kind of fun. So it's the British Bulldog, who obviously has just kind of popped across recently after the Montreal Screwjob, um, versus Kurt Hennig with Rick Rude. And the idea here is that Rick Rude is handcuffed to Jim Neidhart to prevent him interfering mm-hmm. um, in the match. And a note here, which I didn't realize, but WWE did the exact same storyline at WrestleMania 14 a month before. Right. Where China okay. was, was handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter for very similar reasons. So, mm-hmm. again, when I say WCW was slightly losing its way, this is kind of what I mean. Um, I think it kind of just it was gas creativity at this point. Um, but we had a I don't know why it says that. So it describes the policeman, but you don't really need to. But he had a policeman come out um, to <laughs> retro for us in the car. I've been enjoying review so far, but that's a fucking odd line. Um, if the heck you are reading it, completely unnecessary. But anyway, um, he says he comes out. They need a policeman to do the handcuffing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, of anyone doing it. Um, Recruit is very hesitant to get handcuffed to, to Jim Nighthart, which obviously. It makes sense, really. Um, but Rude, Rick Rude's still a wrestler, really. It's it's odd one, isn't it? Because you would think in kayfabe he could outmaneuver 
Or outpower Jim Nodat, maybe. Yeah, you'd think so. Rick Root's in a still in good shape, isn't he? Yes, he is. Although I think he's technically retired at this point. He had an injury, didn't he? So he's hmm. he's doing his non wrestling stuff. But he's recently jumped across as well. So he was the guy who was at this time on Raw and Nitro the same night because Raw was dead yeah. and he was working out a contract. So he appeared on both shows at once. Um, and obviously, best of wishes to his son, Bob, who was a, a former former presenter here. Um, and would still be Ross Slack with him even night. Bob Brood. Although he turned really? him around. Yeah, turn him around in the middle of the night because he, he woke up and <laughs> shit, shit himself. The Bob Brood was <laughs> staring down at him. So he... I went into the, I went in that room the next day to tidy up and uh, Bob Rude was facing the wall, so don't know what happened there. Um fuck me, I do have this match. I'm just going through it now. Um yeah. so the, the policeman did it. Oh, okay, that's why they've explained who the policeman was in that term. Okay, that makes more sense now. I do remember it, yeah. Yeah. So it was all happening. Uh, um and then the policeman, it turns out, was fuck money himself, uh, Vincent. Yeah, Officer Vincent. At this point, Officer, Officer Vincent. Fuck me. Um, yeah. And that was it. And then I don't really know what happened. Um, and then... Yeah. Um, Rick Rude managed to um, get, out, get, get out of his cuffs and he cuffs Neidhart to the ring. Yes, oh, I do remember it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then interferes. Yeah. Um, Screws, 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 uh, old Davy boy, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, somehow, uh, Kenny wins and is a three on two beat down, yeah, at the end, yeah. So, the bit I was a bit confused earlier was that it said to make sure this went down properly, we had an African American policeman come out and oversee the handcuffing, and I was like, why did they mention that? That's just fucking racist, dude. Um, <laughs> and then later down, though, it's explaining it's because it's Vincent and basically. In, so I I owe RetroProWrestling.com an apology because they're basically saying it's kind of fucking racist bookings by the WCW because they've kind of put it's obviously Vincent and they've just said, Oh, it's just a random black guy. It turns out to be Vincent. I think that's the way they were going they were going mm-hmm. with it. Uh, so yeah, fair, fair One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're good with me again. Uh, but Aaron, what did you think of... Or what did, what did or Dave think of this oh. first? And what, did, what do you think? Dave didn't like it. Dave, yeah, Dave gave it. Dave gave it a dud. A dud? Mm. Bloody hell. How long did this match go for? Um, four minutes, 48. Was that all it was? I would have... I would have thought it would have been about 10 minutes. But I guess there was a lot of preamble, wasn't it? Yeah, plus Kerr Hennicat really put on very long matches, can he? Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised... But I just, I just want to cover very very briefly because mm-hmm. um, I know what I will get on for time. But um, the Heart Foundation, they're all in WCW now. Yeah, they've done sweet FA with any of them. Yeah. I mean, they can they can leave Brett off TV for me, mm-hmm. absolutely fine. But I'd like to see where this storyline goes because David Boy Smith's just been buried. Yeah. How long's Jim Nidar been in? I think he, from what I remember, did he come across they, with David Boy? They, they walked out after the Montreal screw job and they were just Finns cancel the contracts. Right, with you. So yeah. they can't have been in long now. But I know for a fact, WCW don't do anything with the R Foundation. Yeah. Why would you not capitalize on any of it? No, I don't understand it. Like, why would you? They've kind of, you know, instead of the NWO fighting themselves. Surely you could have done NWO as the Heart Foundation. Yeah, because WCW have failed, essentially, in taking down the NWO. Yeah. You've got a storyline there where the Heart Foundation could have a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go and how they go, because Dave Boy Smith can't be in WCW for long. No, I think he goes for exactly a year. It's one of those deals, and then he's, he's back in, in WWE. Yeah. No, no, right. No. And I, don't, I, think, I think this is like Nighthouse's last big run. I think he's finished after this. Mm-hmm. And he gets taken over by Tank Abbott. Yeah, basically we've, we've got another squat. God's huge guy now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd give that match one and a half. It's all right. It served a purpose, I suppose, in mm-hmm. getting heat on Kurt Hennig and the yeah. NWO. Um, like I say, interesting to see where it goes from here, uh, which will probably be nowhere because it's WCW, but yeah, so I'm just looking at Jim Nidat's Wikipedia now. Um, so he made his, made his, again, you know, like just to your point, like you had the Heart Foundation move across, do something with them. Um, but he did not, basically. So he just turned up on WCW Saturday night, which is the third show at this point. Or mm-hmm. it's like turned up on like Bloody Rampage now or, yeah. or main event. Defeated Wayne Bloom. Um, yeah. Who I believe is he? I think he's the dad of um, what's his name, Von Wagner. Okay, that might, that might not be true. It's yeah, no, it's not. Um, I'm thinking of Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom, yeah. He's he's one of the, the he's he's one of the Beverly Brothers. Right. Well. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's. Um, do you know, what? I'm, I'm going to have to research this now. This is it's strange. Yes, isn't it? he's Von Wagner's dad, Wayne Bloom. 
Kishi, like you saying, like, oh, yeah, Beverly Brothers. And I wouldn't have ever thought they're wrestling WCW at this point because you see the same people on every single pay per view. Yeah, that's it. You don't see any of them. But, like, again, like, you've just had someone, anyone jump, you know, AEW, like, I know they, they run out of steam with people, but they make it feel like a big deal if anyone jumps across from WWE. Yeah. Whereas, like, even, even WCW, just to get onto it and the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart came across after. His last match was essentially he was a WWF champion. He main evented like what what's Savara says, the fourth biggest pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, main evented a huge show. Came across basically as the uncrowned WWF champion because it was obvious he got screwed at the title. Yeah, and he's the special referee in fucking Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zbyszko. Yeah. And I um, imagine it's probably... just turn upon WCW Saturday Night Live. And I can guarantee it was probably because of some sort of no compete clause. Just wait. Yeah. Why did WCW do we have to rush into everything? Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it, it would still be impactful, wouldn't it? If, yeah. Even if they still be shocking in the in that main event somehow, really. But yeah, so yeah, basically, Nighthat and, and David Roy Smith formed a tag team um, where they only they wrestled primarily on Saturday night and Thunder, facing the Public Enemy Destruction Crew, which is now the Killer Bees, uh, High Voltage, NWO Japan. Oh, they had a match against Sting and Lex Luger, so that's something. Uh, Brian Irons and, and Kurt Hennig. Um, they had one more pay per view match at Fall Brawl where they, they defeated the, Dan- the Dancing Fools. And then Night Heart was finished by September 1998. Mm-hmm. And that was his last kind of big run. He ended up in Memphis Championship Wrestling after that. Right. Oh, he, well, he was he was Jake Roberts' opponent at the famous Heroes of Wrestling show. Yes. Right, Jake Roberts was an absolute state. That was like his. Best match out, and then yeah, I ended up in Memphis Championship Wrestling, and then kind of quietly retired. Um, and the Bulldog wasn't much better. He, um, I'm very sure we need to go through this a lot quicker than we are doing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Bulldog was back in WWE. He, he did have a main event run in WWE '99, didn't he? But yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. spend long. But yeah, bit of a bit of a waste. But again, I think they just ran out of ideas at this point. Um, we're on to the next match. Speaking of someone who kind of dropped the ball with, uh, Chris Jericho coming next against Prince Ayukia. Yeah. Uh, who we've not seen since 1997 on pay-per-view. I, I kind of forgot him, to be honest. Yeah, World War Three, nineteen ninety seven, where he was he was in the Battle Royal. Um, so, yeah, we've got Chris Jericho versus Prince Ayukia. Now, this is all about Jericho, isn't it, really? It's it's all about getting Jericho over. I'm gutted that we've missed the, um, the 1,004 holds. Yes, yeah, he's in his feud with... Um... Again, this is weird, isn't it? This is the weird thing about WCW pay-per-views is that the main feuds happen on TV. Yeah. And it's kind of filler matches mm-hmm. on the pay-per-views, which is, is really strange. But um, yeah, this is all about Jericho, basically. It's just about getting Jericho over. Um, there's a promo on the way in. Um, it's just kind of a fun heel at this point, really. Uh, slags off Malenko the entire time. And and then he wins it with the the lion tamer and a clean. Um, Ike has a few near falls, but Chris Jericho wins cleanly, which I think was the right decision. But what were your yeah. thoughts on on this match? I enjoyed this match. I'm a big Chris Jericho fan, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just fantastic, and I just don't see how WCW didn't see that he was a main eventer. Yeah, again, he's another one. A year later, almost like well, a year and two months or so, he was. Coming out and having a promo with The Rock. Yeah, and 
they made a big deal of him. Yeah. The WWE. Why did this is just it's total opposite to yeah. how do we see WWE treating their talent? Yeah. It's like what you're saying, like WWF took a mid carder from WCW and presented them like a main eventer, which you could argue are just done with Cody Rhodes as well. Yeah. But on the opposite side, w, uh, WCW took a main event faction and made them just complete jobs. Lower, lower mid card. Brett yeah. Aston, nothing so far. He's like a lackey at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Is he joined the NWO yet? Or is that something? No, not yet. Don't but think yeah, so anyway. He's just done. He's done nothing. Um, but yeah, well, what anyway, the important star ratings? Well, it went nine minutes fifty-five. Dave loved it. Three and a quarter. I thought you, I thought this had a four star Dave rating all over it. Yeah. But what were the official ratings? I I've got it a three and a half just because Chris Jericho was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just all about getting Jericho over, wasn't it? And just making it more entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Entertain the crowd. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's pretty good. Um. Up next, then, um, this is why Ross really isn't here because he's just devastated that this match is happened to take place. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner versus Lex Luger and Rick Steiner. And yes, obviously, in the last pay per view that we watched, which is actually two pay per views ago now, yes. um, there was the big 10, obviously, the Steiner split up. Scott joined the NWO. He's still not fully Big Papa Pump at this point. He's I think they use the nickname, if I remember correctly, but he's not got the full gimmick yet. Has he? Yeah, his daddy's there now, aren't he? Yeah, he's starting to look more like mm-hmm. how you would imagine Scott Steiner to look, um, basically. But obviously, Buff Bagel tries to get out of the match by pretending his hand's broken. Yeah. Basically, JJ Dillon brings in the doctor. Um, and Bagel gets angry, grabs JJ Dillon, and JJ Dillon's like, hang on a minute, you just use your good hand to... Uh, to grab me, so you must be fine. So <laughs> the match starts. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like this match at all. I no, was, I will. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I. I don't understand why you've got a, a potential monster heel in Scott Steiner, and the whole thing leading up to his turn was that he was unhinged, mm-hmm. and they've just made him a bitch. Basically, yeah. he's just. You've got two absolutely jacked up dudes, and. They're running scared of really you know, it sometimes it would make sense for a heel turn if this was like a a cowardly heel anyway. Yeah. Um but I, I just think for a dude and, and the way the turn happens and stuff, I don't think this is kind of in keeping with that character at all, really. Um and it's not really in keeping with the NWR, so yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. And then also at the end of it, Luger and Steiner won. Um because both got trapped in the torture act. So yeah. you've built this up as the big Steiner showdown and, and neither of them are involved in the finish. Like surely a, a singles match here would have been. Maybe I'm, but... I'm guessing did they maybe lead to that? Probably not. Probably on, on I was a gonna say, logically you would say yes, but I think on on um with the recent we just don't know, do you? Really, it's it's really hard to tell. Uh, but what were your thoughts on this one? Um didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. I had Lex Luger in for a start, so yeah. Didn't yeah. bode well, does it? Yeah, it just, um, just wasn't good wrestling, was it really? Six minutes. Six minutes of nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave gave it one and a quarter. I think that's even too high. And I hate to say because it's got the standards in it. Yeah. Um, I'm dud all day long, I think. 
Yeah. Just because it, like you say, that it's a throwaway, throwaway match. It served no purpose in developing that storyline. Mm-hmm. No, it just did everything completely wrong, didn't it? It just, yeah. it just made the whole. So it, it kind of, so they have a, a no contest at Fall Brawl, and that's the only singles match they have. Oh, okay. And then at that point, um, Rick Steiner starts teaming up with Bagwell. But then Bagwell turns on him immediately. Um, and then they do have another singles match at Halloween Havoc. So a while to go, but I think, yeah, the steam's falling out of it now. Yeah. So she needs to, should have pulled the trigger. Yeah. You could have, the thing is, I think if you, if you split in a, a tag team up, the ideal scenario is you get one big baby face and one big heel. And I know it's yeah. got Steiner raised to the top of the card. Later on, when it was kind of too late for WCW, but I don't think you got either out of this one, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so it was good. Um, the Mean Gene pops out and says, ring the hotline because someone's returning to the WCW. I don't actually know who that is. Um, it's not there yet. Um, and then we've got Lepaka versus Psychosis. So this is the sort of like generic lucha match that we were kind I, of... I love Lepaka. Yeah, it's just... What, what a character. What an odd character. Lepaka is the chairman. Um, yeah, it's kind of his, his dances, isn't it? Um, the crowd weren't really alive for this one. I do remember but Psychosis beats Lepaka. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, not a lot, not a lot going on in that one. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? I'm assuming this is like a six-star match from, from Dave Meltzer, but what were yeah. you? No, it's actually not. Um, is it not. No, I thought it was all right. I'm not a big fan of Psychosis because he's a bit of a bigger, bigger guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was it was all right. One up to standard with the normal lucha matches, you would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe ask us they only gave him six minutes to give Ultimo and Chavo twelve. Yeah. Could yeah. just be due to time and they've tried to squish it in a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't remember a great deal about the match to be honest. Yeah, no, the review I'm reading is nothing. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Psychosis one with a guillotine leg drop. Yeah. Um. So um Dave gave it two and a half. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to go middle of the road against their two stars. Yeah. Because I can't really remember much about it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I don't think it was kind of memorable. I think if you're going to have like a, a generic lucha match with nothing on, make it a four and four. And yeah. just do spot after spot after spot rather than just kind of two guys. Because I don't really think anyone got over. Or what it was more like a, it was an intermission was it, that one. Anything um, else? Um, so they gave it six, seven minutes. The next match got 13 and a half. Fucking hell. Okay, here we go then. Um, important context to this match is that Vince Russo had not joined the company yet. And I say yeah. that because it is a baseball bat and a pole match between Kevin Nash and Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and the Giant. The Giant, again, is another one, another upcoming star who's going to be gone yes. um, in a year's time. Less than a year's time, I think. He's well, then also doesn't get he doesn't get used in WF. So this is to to the level he should have been used. No, no, he lost within a month, didn't he? I think. Um, yeah. Of his debut, which is ridiculous. But yeah, so Kevin Nash and Hogan uh, again some issues, obviously, because we're building up to the, the NWF split and the Wolfpack and and Hollywood. But they've they got to put the differences aside because they're going up against Roddy Piper and the Giant in a tag team baseball battle pole match. Um, which is kind of fun in the classic, this one, is it, at all? No. Um, 
Let's see what happens here. So Piper gets the bat first, but Hogan throws it away. And then the Disciple, which is obviously Brutus the fucking Bower Beefcake, just comes out of her bat. <laughs> so I'll oh, tell you. <laughs> the whole point of the poll was, why don't you just bring that from the start? They've yeah. had an advantage right from the beginning. I always thought the rule was, or it should be, the first person to grab the weapon is the one who can use it. And it's a DQ for the other person, but I don't think it works like that, is it? So no, it doesn't. It's basically... Just whoever hits whoever with it first. It's not whoever yeah. grabs it first. It's just there, isn't it? Really. Um, so that happened. Uh, Nash falls Piper in place for Hogan, but Howard moves and Big Sexy uh, ball the full brunt of the bat to the ribs. Um, well, as much as a Hogan weapon shot can hurt you. Because he's timid. He's timid with his, his weapon yeah. shots. I feel like because he grew up in the 80s, you never really learn how to use a weapon properly or do any of the hardcore style. Oh. I think when, when Hogan hits you, it's just very... Yeah. But, the ribs. but at least he can sleep well at night knowing that he's not caused any concussions. That is true, actually. Yeah, he's definitely not done that or any sort of physical damage yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously this is the classic kind of misunderstanding between two proper partners who weren't going along anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Sick. I love this. I'm just reading a review, but it makes so much sense. So basically, that all happened. The big spot where you feel like they've cost the match because obviously the one of them just hit the other one. Um, but now Hogan just goes and beats up Piper and wins anyway. <laughs> so that was Hogan's getting his win back with her. Classic NWO. I do remember this being like okay, actually. Um, I don't yeah, think it... it was terrible. And then obviously, the big thing at the end is that Hogan does turn on Kevin Nash. At the end, yeah. they, they're, they're arguing a bit. Nash goes to powerbomb the giant for some unbeknownst reason. Obviously, didn't quite kill him off last time. Um, and Hogan hits him on the back with the aforementioned bat. So mm. we're getting the split. The split's happening now. Um, yeah. Obviously, again, Hogan just wants the, the NWO, basically. I think the primary purpose for him is just for him to hold the title. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this match? Oh, Dave Meltzer loved it. Oh, really? No, one and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that makes sense. I was like, oh. Um, Be careful. One and a half is actually pretty good, though, if you look at the, the Hogan curve in WCW for, for Meltzer. For me, wasn't against the match. Quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It added to a storyline, which it's all, it's, that's a big yeah. tick for WCW. Mm-hmm. Reading it in the right direction, but shortly at this point, you just heal off why? Why? Who? Who sat there and thought, "Oh, it's going to be a great idea if we just make ten different factions of WCW"? Yeah. Who I sat there and made that decision? It was all happening. I think at this point, because at this point, Thunder had already started. Because the excuse yeah. for expanding the NWO so much was that we're going to have a separate roster for Thunder, but they've yeah. not done that because they decided yeah. to base it around Bret Hart instead. Now, I, I always say it's it's great when you look back and you can kind of analyze stuff and. So they should have done this. Mm-hmm. You can always do that in hindsight, but you you compare the, the NWO story NWO storyline as it is now to the Bloodline storyline yes. as it is present day. You could have had the NWO of Kevin Nash etc. versus Hulk Hogan, yeah, um, and then just killed it off. You didn't have to yeah. make NWO Wolfpack. Could just have had the the ex NWO members, surely, and just done it that way. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It just got 
I mean, it gets the, even more complicated. The over-complicate, yeah, the overcomplicate yeah. big time. Yeah. I think for me it's when Sting joins the Wolfpack. Yeah. All right, this is it's, it's weird now. The first pin looked pretty cool, which I guess is a lot of it's probably to do with merchandise. They can sell the exact same T-shirt but in red. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, get that buddy again, basically, which is probably a lot of it. But you think even if they'd have killed off the storyline, I'd imagine it's gonna be exactly the same if the bloodline ever comes to an end. It's still gonna sell merchandise. In tw- yeah, I mean the end of the world. Sell it now. Best seller now, isn't it? Although they need to remove that WWE logo. Yeah, it looks awful. It looks terrible. Yeah. I did like the funny parody one that someone had made though, where the, the W in the NWO is just the WWE logo that everyone would get wound up about, but <laughs> I think it's fair on that. I thought yeah, that was very funny. Yeah. Um, um for me, it's a two and a half star match because it added to a storyline. Not that I agree with where the storyline goes after this, but it's all right. Yeah, no, it, it had its, its purposes, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was okay. And it, it's fair for a, again, if you're grading it on the curve of WCW main events, well, Hogan matches, it's it, it wasn't bad actually. Um, yeah, and nice to see Hogan not in the main event. Um, but yeah, we've had a, yeah. a bit of storyline progression on the show, which is good. Um, so next, and we've got the the kind of building as like a semi main event. Um, so I say this is Ravens rules the the United States Championship. Uh, DDP, who is the champion, versus Raven, who's currently holding the belt. Um, so obviously he'd been carrying the belt around a bit, and you'd think he was champion because even Goldberg was already challenging him um, yeah. the next the next night so that's kind of happening but yeah it's all very confusing stuff and very WCW um, but yeah they had a they had a match um, Horace Boulder um, assists Raven after disguised as a member of the ring well I think he just was a member of the ring crew I don't know if anyone was so Horace Boulder is Horace Hogan right so, yeah I think so yeah so he was a member of the flock, but I don't think that was like a big reveal or anything because no one really cares about Horace Boulder. I'm assuming it was just he was just a, a random member of the flock who was disguised mm-hmm. as a as a ring crew. Um he attacks um DDP and Raven Raven wins it. But uh yeah, I'm kind of I've not covered that in a lot of detail, but I actually thought this was a pretty good match. So, I think I think this is potential match of the night. Yeah. Um I just, what was running, and we say this on every WCW show, what was Bischoff and company thinking about holding off on on DDP? Yeah, well, this is it now. Cause it's it was like the, so over. Yeah, and they've got no excuse now, because before, okay, yeah, they were waiting to do this thing match, and, you know, it's a, they're in that holding pattern, really. But we're going to get to the main event where Randy Savage at what is he 46, 47 at that point is winning yeah. the title. It's just they need to get DDP in at this point. And again, this is where I'm kind of falling out of the, the storyline of the uh-huh. NWO because it's, it's just stopping all these young guys. Like how many people, in some ways I'm surprised that DDP was still there in a year's time based on the track record of what we've been saying throughout this pay-per-view. Of yeah. All the younger guys are, are going across, but um yeah, we've got well. It's a, this this event a year later that DDP finally wins the the WCW World Championship. But by that point, it feels too late. Really. Too should late. Should be now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, dropping the mid card title, you would logically think that's where he's going next. He's off to challenge for the the main belt. But it's no, a year. We've got to wait a year for it. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed this match. Um, I always enjoy. I always enjoy a DDP match, unless it's WF. Um, yeah. Not so much, but yeah, stalking yeah. DDP. 
uh, which was 22 years ago this week. Stark and Edie Pierce revealed for you wrestling historians out there. Even at 11 years old, I knew it was too much. Yeah, it was just a killer's career, <laughs> killer's career completely. <laughs> <in the earlier. laughs> but as, as, as DDP always says, like, you know, if you're, um, he, he sees himself, he's got a Hall of Fame career in WCW. And if you kind of remember the, the baseball Hall of Fame, even if you played for multiple teams, you have one team attached to you, like the Yankees or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the way he sees it. He's there as a WCW guy, and it just, his WWE career doesn't matter, basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is a good way, of, a positively page way of uh, of looking at it. For, it is definitely DDP. But um, so what did Dave give this this match? Dave gave it four stars. So he really enjoyed this. It's on par with uh, the Chavo Dragon match. Okay, yeah, I I think I would agree with that. I think it, for me it was the match mm. tonight as well. It was just yeah. it was chaotic, but in a good way. Yeah, it's very rare that I agree with Dave, but I think he's he's got that one right. Once the first time in the history of the. Dave not star and so far. Bloody hell. Is that have we just witnessed history? Yeah, quite possibly. Bloody hell. Wow. I can't believe I was here to, to see it. We're gonna have to get Tony Schimmel out to announce it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As well. Um oh, we should just tweet Dave Meltzer, like, by the way. Um that semi main event, Spring Stampede nine ninety eight, you fucking nailed <laughs> it, mate. In fact, <laughs> do you know what? I'm gonna tweet him right now and say that. Um yeah, just just for me, you'd, you, Raven wins the match. You'd be taking the title off the um, DDP, putting him into the main event. Mm-hmm. Especially going by the the result in the main event, you could you could realistically do that. But you just know that they're going to go with the NWO again. Yeah, because Hogan it. wants it's his just, title back. It's just kind of boring at this point, isn't it? Really, the the main event is. So depressing, really. In in some ways, I wish this was the main event, even though Raven won. Um, mm-hmm. And Raven gets a 24-hour title run. But I don't mind that because Goldberg, who beats him, yeah. who's a, an up-and-comer. So it's the, the kind of sacrificing one up-and-comer to win one. But yeah. there's more money in Goldberg, isn't he? Um, let me just finish my tweet to Dave Meltzer. So, hi, I don't Dave Meltzer. Me I, don't Franklin, think, <laughs> I don't think Raven's around much longer, though, is he? No, he, he turns up in... Um, yeah, I think it's 2000 he appears. But he might go back to ECW for a bit first, actually, before he gets to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know the semi-man. <laughs> Brilliant. It's uh, great listening. Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, I sure did. I wonder if he'll quote tweet me and I'll just get a lot of fucking morons. Uh, tweet me for days like I normally do if Dave Meltzer does that. So go on to the main event. Yeah. So we've got Randy Savage versus Sting, who's the champion, enters the match champion. It's a no DQ match for the uh, world title. Um, nothing to write home about in this match. No, just depressing, more than anything else. I mean, I always, as a kid, grew up loving Sting, but then I watch his matches and I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I think this era of Sting that wasn't great, though, was it really? No, I think we've, um, we've, probably, we've probably got a few, probably another year before you kind of get the good stuff from him. Yeah. Like I always remember the Millionaires Club stuff with Sting, which is good stuff. Yes, yeah, right at the um, end. And then t- his TNA stuff's brilliant. Just yeah, his TNA it. run was really good, actually, wasn't it? It's, in some ways, it's yeah. a shame not as many people saw it. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of got that weird WWE run instead. But... Yeah, like I was just going through Facebook the other day. 
on like the the videos, and Joker Sting came up. Yeah. Um, just just great stuff, great TV. Um, yeah. It's fair. He's doing just... good stuff in AW now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Because soon he's he's sixty four. Bloody hell, that is eighteen years older than Bobby Lashley, and he's still going, which is just impressive. <laughs> <laughs> really impressive. Yeah. But yeah, I think this era's thing, like he wasn't all there physically, was he? I think from his own or, or, or mentally, yeah. I think yeah. he'd kind of checked out, I don't know. He was, um, he was going through a, a bad time, wasn't it, really? Um yeah. yeah, this match was yeah, not not great, was it? Basically. No. Um so we've kind of alluded to all the way through. Um match around Randy Savage wins the, the WCW World Championship from from staying there's a, a lot kicking off um kevin nash helps basically um ref bump i don't know why there was a ref bump because it was no dq anyway so it didn't really matter <laughs> the coach just mm. out, but yeah definitely it was, it was a false finish but yeah that's fine so savage is so basically the main point savage is going to win it cleanly because he's going to go for the big elbow which is again fucking stupid because he should be the first champion but whatever hogan pushes him off because hogan wants the title to only be his if it's in the nwr um, but then Nash comes out, Jackknife Sting. Um, and again, just as I mentioned, Sting joins the Wolfpack in a couple of months, but whatever. Um, yeah, the referee's unconscious while this is happening. And then Kevin Nash drags an unconscious savage on top of Sting um, to win the match. That's clearly so Randy Savage, the new champion, and Sting's title reigns over after two months, which is yeah. disappointing so given, the, given, the, given how it started as well. Mm-hmm. He's had one successful defense on paper. So I, I, I would hazard a guess next pay per view it's Randy Savage versus Hogan. Um, do you know what? Let's have a look. But I believe you might be right with that. But if that's the case, who's your heel? Because you've just given well, Randy Savage it. a heel yeah. finish. We just had the match at uncensored between them two, and, and no one cared because again, it was too. It was a heel versus heel. Um, so Slammery is the main one. Oh, no, no, it's not. The main event of the next pay-per-view is um, Sting and the Giant versus the Outsiders okay. the Tag Team Championships and Randy Savage. Fuck, what the fuck? Randy Savage, I don't know if it's a non-title match or he's not champion by this point, but he's versing Bret Hart and the championship's not on the line. Okay, well, because eventually the Wolfpack become the, the, the fiercest, don't they? Yes, because Sting joins them, obviously. And, uh... you, you, you could have done the finish of this match to replicate that. Yeah. You, it... done it. you didn't have to get Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash involved. You could have left Hogan getting involved and Randy Savage fighting him off. And then getting the win that way, turning baby face. Yeah, yeah. it's all too... It's just too based around egos and, and, and Hogan yeah. now, isn't it, really? I think, you, you know, when yeah. you kind of... I sometimes think people have been a bit dramatic when I called it was too many politics and WCW have killed it. But I can kind of see why now, because nobody wants to lose. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to look like an idiot. Every pay-per-view is going to finish this way now, going forwards. And it's not even just one match. It's not even like it's just the main event anymore now. It's seeping its way down the card. This is yeah. you know, three or four matches on this one kind of had screwy finishes because you could tell people didn't want to lose or the wrong person yep. lost, really. So, yeah, it's on its way down. But yeah, I, I agree. It did absolutely nothing for Sting. Um, given that Sting's build, like return was like built for eighteen months, he just looks like a geek. Yes. Um, 
since he came back really, and he's, he's not going to do it. He's going to have the title a few more times, but it, it barely matters at this time. I mean, he's vacated every time. I'm just looking at the the title history now. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, Hollywood Hogan defeats Randy Savage um, for the World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. on April 20th, 1999 on Nitro. Do you know what date Spring Stampede was? The day before. April 19th. <laughs> yeah. So this is all for a one-day reign, and then Hogan just gets it back, and Hogan holds it until July. Just ridiculous. Yeah. It's very reign of terror, terror-like now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with this one. Yeah. So, again, I just feel like Sting's been completely... No wonder he won't motivate. He's been completely fucked up, hasn't he, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know, obviously, he didn't have his tan or whatever, and he wasn't in the best shape, but... 18 month build up and he holds the title for two months after he finally gets it, after you know the, the first kind of feud went wrong, the first match went wrong, gets the title, loses it, the guy who loses it to holds it for a day. And it goes back to the guy who had the title anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can see why. In fact, we're not far away. So when Hogan loses it, it's the Goldberg um, okay. in nineteen ninety eight, the famous Nitro, but I believe that is the last time that Nitro won in the reigns. And then after that, it's it's all WWE from that point. Okay, it's gonna. So we're getting to the interesting part. Yes, we'll have to watch that Nitro um, mm-hmm. at some point as well. Um, we're not even at the finger puck of doom yet. That's another eight months. Eight months away <laughs> at this point. That's when things really go downhill. But um, yeah. So what's the star ratings for this? Have we done the star ratings for this match? Um, oh, sorry. Here again. Um, two and a quarter from Dave. Okay, that's high for Dave. Yeah, I was more like one star. Just didn't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, and it kind of ends on a sour note. I think even more so when we reveal that this rain lasted one day. Yes, and then Hogan <laughs> wins anyway. So well, that's just terrible booking though, because you've got your two higher tier champions who are new champions and both lose them in twenty four hours. Yeah, that's poor yeah. booking. Yeah, it is. I guess it's it kind of, again, at this point, I think they're just popping ratings on Nitro. They've, they've yeah. got no plan. I think they're panicking now. It's the back and forth is happening, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or they won't be going to leave it. Um, what would you, we should probably wrap it up because it's 11 o'clock. I've just realised. Uh, what would you yeah. give this rating overall, this uh, this pay-per-view? Five. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I didn't really, it wasn't very memorable. And I think the no. bits that I did remember but for completely the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it, was... it was really scary. There was two good matches, which was the yeah. Chavo Dragon match and the um, DDP Raven match. They had two good yes. matches. The rest of it, Chris Jericho's match was memorable, but not because of the match, because of Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was just kind the of rest, fun, wasn't it? The rest of the pay-per-view was kind of just throw away. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree. I think, I think five stars is, uh, is good. But I'm sure at some point we'll be back with Slamboree. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we should do that next show the night after because it's two title changes. Maybe we'll do that next and just add to the misery of WCW. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. Join us. We'll do a watch along of that of that nitro. Um, yes. Next next episode. There we go. That'd be good for those guys. They can do that. They can. They're not missing out on WCW. I'd hate for them. Those guys missed out on Battle Royale the Albert Hall. I still feel terrible. We don't want to miss out on any more uh, fun wrestling. We'll do it again. Yeah. I don't okay. know. 
We but won't say much, Sasha. They can do yes, that show on the road. We'll, we'll set up as a watch along and just make them <laughs> sit there for three hours <laughs> to watch that 20 minute nasty boys match. Uh, <laughs> just on repeat. We'll just, we'll just do that the entire time. Um, do. But anyway, um, we'll end it there, Aaron, because we're, we're, we're finishing there. It's a bit of a shorter episode than all because we kind of forgot on the pay per view and all that happened anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll jo- join us next week and we'll cover um, the Nitro after. Spring yes. Stampede, where there's, there's two title changes, basically. Um, Spoiler the whole thing for you, but that's what we're going to cover um, next week. Uh, Aaron, where can we find you on the social medias? Uh, Twitter, Frankenstein91. Yeah, we had you, uh, you a retweet from, from Dave Meltzer. Yes. Point. Or at least a, just a like. Just a like would go now. Um, same way you can find me at Lou Mackham. You can find us all at Rest Around on all the social medias. Um Listen to us anywhere. Uh, we climb. We we shot up the. Uh, we we didn't have a show last week. Don't know what you guys were listening to, but we shot up fifty places to one three nine in the UK wrestling podcast charts, which well, is nice. There we go. Time, so thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Um, normal service should resume from this point. Two episodes a week. Um, Going to get back into it, and we've got some special coming up, and we've got Nitro day after Spring Stampede next week. Um, but yeah, uh, so thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week for more Wrestling Around. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.